0: Hello, talented noisemakers everywhere. You found the Somber Amarath podcast. Last time we talked about doing more with what you've got. That idea of pushing the gear that you have at your disposal to the limit to get the most out of it and then getting creative with it and using it safely but unconventionally. To try to do more than you possibly thought you could do with that particular piece of gear. And we're definitely going to get back to that concept later down the line. But today, I want to go all the way back. Back to the beginning. Back to getting started. I want to talk about how we get started in any musical or audio endeavor. In particular, how do we begin? What do we need to begin? What comes before taking that first step? How do we take that first step? How do we push beyond that first step? That is what I want to talk about today. How do we take that first step into any audio endeavor that we're seeking to complete, to create, to explore. And to do that, I think we have to explore yet another golden concept that's going to be absolutely essential. And I'm really starting to think that this podcast is going to revolve around golden concepts. I didn't envision that when I began, but it definitely seems to be the way we're going. And you know what? That's absolutely fine by me because I'm starting to realize the more that I write for this podcast, the more that I think about it, that what's really allowed me to have any amount of success have been some of these concepts. They've allowed me to push through when there's been barriers. And if I can impart that to you, if I can allow you to have access to that without the amount of bashing your head against the wall that I had to do to get to that conclusion, to get to that understanding, then that's a net positive for you in the end. And honestly, that's a net positive for me in the end. Because the reality is that I'm not doing this podcast necessarily out of pure altruism. I'm doing it out of a little bit of selfishness. I want awesome music in the world. I want awesome audio in the world. And if I can allow some of you to gain even just a slight advantage over the timeline that you would otherwise have taken without any kind of guidance or any kind of uh, you know advice, whatever it may be that you get out of this podcast, then that means that we get the awesomeness of your vision that much earlier. And it's definitely a net positive for you and your career in music, but it's absolutely a net positive for us that are going to get to enjoy that for the rest of our lives. So, I want to make sure that we're getting somewhere, that we're getting your visions out there, and that we get to enjoy them. We, the audience. I'm including myself there because absolutely... I'm enjoying the stuff that some of you are are making or will make. I'll definitely enjoy some of the stuff that you guys are making. And again, like I said before, eventually I would like this podcast to be a forum for you guys to be able to uh expose some of your visions and creations to other people. I want to be that conduit. But I'm definitely going to get to enjoy it as I'm that conduit. So it's a little bit of uh selfish um endeavor on my part, but it's it's also a little bit of of you know altruism as as it were um so what is that essential uh golden concept that I want to talk about? well, what it is is the idea of the punk attitude, right the punk ethos that notion of fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. And I've come to find that not everyone is comfortable with uh, that level of aggression. Um, It's not everyone's cup of tea. And I absolutely understand that. But bear with me. In my opinion, that particular attitude is absolutely, absolutely crucial to getting through roadblocks, specifically those mental roadblocks that bar us from being able to create those visions that we have, reach our goals, that's, that's the thing that the punk attitude gives you, that ability to fight through that, that, that sort of sword and shield that protect you from the negativity that stops you from being able to push through. It, it it gives you a sort of protection against your own negative internal monologue, against outside criticism and internal, mo- uh, external monologues. I should say, whether it be criticism or perceived criticism, whatever roadblock you have, that attitude of I'm going to get it done. That attitude of I don't care what you think. That is so powerful when channeled correctly, to allowing yourself to push through and get to doing what you're trying to do, get to creating. And that's why I think the punk attitude is absolutely important, because if you can adopt even, you know, not even completely, but, but some facets of that attitude, it allows you to push through and continue forward. I see this a lot in in, in young musicians, that idea of waiting for virtuosity. A lot of young musicians, the, the main fear they have is being ridiculed because they're not good enough or feeling like they're not good enough. Therefore, whatever they want to put out into the world or would like to put out into the world is not worthy of consumption. And unfortunately, it hinders them from moving forward and from getting better. It's counterproductive. And I can tell you from experience that it's counterproductive because I've had it in reverse. Early on in my career in music and audio, I was very much ingrained in the punk attitude and I did not care what anyone thought. I just cared about doing what I wanted to do. And so it allowed me to be very prolific. I put out a lot of stuff very quickly because I was just doing the work. I was just getting to it and it allowed me to get better quickly the problem is that as i was having more and more success if you will in music as i was advancing more and more i became more and more stuck inside my own head i started to second guess myself i started developing a very negative internal monologue i was taking criticism you know that usually wasn't even you know negative criticism, but I was taking it the wrong way, and it was feeding that negative internal monologue and it started hindering me from producing I slowed down I did less uh, I became i second guessed everything I became very unmotivated I, I felt like nothing was good enough and it slowed me down and now as I'm starting to reconceptualize or reevaluate some of the things that allowed me to get through some of the rough patches, I'm seeing what was a value. And more than anything, what was a value is having a mentality of I'm going for it, of nothing's going to stop me, of you can't say anything to me, I'm doing this. That's what allowed me to be productive. It's what allowed me to do what I wanted to do. And so that's where I get off saying that waiting for virtuosity is the thing that keeps a lot of these young musicians stuck in the mud. Because just like an athlete, you can hit the gym all you want, and you can run the drills all you want. But if you're not directly competing, if you're not uh, being involved in the most authentic form of your expression, then you're not getting better notice how with any sport when preseason comes around yes people are in shape yes they they their physical abilities are there but there there's just something that's not quite 100%. There's a little some there's a little rust in everyone's game. They they they're not quite game ready. And then by the time mid season comes around you start seeing them at their peak at their best because they've been practicing they've been involved week after week in direct competition with other people and that's when they start to hit that stride that's when you see them at their best and it's the same for anything and it's absolutely the same for people involved in music if you're a musician, you want to be recording, you want to be performing, you want to have that practice, you, you need that audience feedback, you need that that practice being in front of people, being in front of the mic, getting things done in, in a certain way that you just don't get in other facets of your music career, right? Practice is great, but practice is meant for going over things over and over and over again with no real ramifications if there are some sort of inconsistencies or mistakes you're there to explore but when you go present a show when when you go to record really the the main the main goal there is that finalized product and so if you're not consistently engage in working on that finalized product then how are you ever going to get better that's your practice for that particular facet for putting things out into the world for that stage of being involved in audio and so that's where that punk attitude comes back in again that not waiting for virtuosity but doing things Whether or not the punk musicians that started the movement understood what they were doing or not, they inadvertently created a template for how to get really good at music really, really fast. Consider, if you will, the London and New York bands. Look at their time span. Go back and do a little bit of of history um, studying and notice how quickly the bands that stuck together and continued, developed styles and redefined themselves and became very, very interesting musicians from being musicians that played, you know, a couple chords and standard beats and didn't really do anything in entirely rev- uh, revolutionizing. But then all of a sudden we have, you know, new wave and we have, Hardcore, and we have all these new uh styles that emerge because of the influence that these people had on musicians when they developed and they got better and different well better might be uh, subjective, but they became more polished musicians so that's what i that's what I'm getting at if you're waiting around in your room forever. try to get something done, you'll never get anything done. You have to put it out there. You have to take that first step. And the impetus for that is getting a little bit of I don't care what you think. I only care about what I want to do. And I'm going to get it done. You got to get a little bit of that punk attitude in you. It's going to propel you forward. And the other thing that that attitude allows you to do is combat any negative internal or external monologue. Because if you disregard vehemently what you know your negativity is telling you or what the external negativity is telling you, then you're pushing that aside and you get to move forward. Sort of like swimming. <laughs> My dog seems to be having some sort of issue with the outside world at the moment. I don't know what that might be. So, um, disregard her barking, if you will. I will try to calm her down, if possible. Uh, she seems to have uh, barked herself out at this point. <laughs> but going back to the point, it will allow you to combat that that negativity. Being able to say, and again, I apologize if any of you are... Um, Uncomfortable with uh, colorful language, but being able to say, fuck you, I'm going to do this, is incredibly powerful for you to be able to push forward and create. To push beyond, again, and I apologize if you are uncomfortable with colorful language, but push beyond the bullshit. Remember, you can't do anything without taking the first step. You can't do something without doing it. You have to be in it. You have to get inside the thing you're trying to do. It's the only way you're going to push forward is to actively engage with it. Now, that attitude is all well and good. And it it does a world of good. It really does. I say it from personal experience. But it's not the end all to be all. There there are more steps, like with anything, you want to push on to the next thing. And you really want to couple a little bit of that punk mentality with your own vision. And the first thing you want to do, let, let let me paint a picture for you. The first thing you want to do in order to be able to utilize that attitude effectively so that you are productive is to know what it is you want to do. It's all well and good to be gung-ho and ready to go. But if you don't have a plan, then where are you going? You are moving aimlessly. And that's not going to get you anywhere either. So you have to define your vision. And you have to be bold. Be unapologetic. Remember, you're doing this within yourself. You could put it out into the world. Um, Plenty of people do that with their workouts for accountability. You could definitely do that. But it really doesn't matter whether you put it out to the world or not. What matters is that you make it concrete within yourself. That you you make that vision, that roadmap, concrete within yourself. That you know where you're going. That you understand what the ultimate completion of that or what success looks like for you. Whatever, you know... Um, title you want to give it you have to define your vision and you have to be bold do not be afraid to put down concretely what it is you want to do exactly as you want to see it so make sure you plan your path in the direction of that concrete idea but but and here are, here are the caveats. Be open to change. The world is dynamic. Music and art are dynamic. You cannot allow yourself to be stuck in a mentality that I need to check all these boxes in this particular order to uh, be able to call this a success, to be able to call this endeavor done. That's not going to allow you to produce your best work. I guarantee you that. It will not allow you to produce your best work. You have to be open to change. You have to be open to the idea that you might have to rework your plan. Things change. But just like with any detour, eventually you can get back on the road that you're trying to travel. And reworking your plan is completely fine. Sometimes your ideas change. Sometimes you have new ideas. Sometimes you completely change your mind. Allow yourself to have that. You're an artist. You're a visionary. Let that be your guiding principle. Change is natural and it's good. If you decide to go a new way, so be it. Go that new way. Explore it. Remember to redefine exactly what you're trying to go and to make that plan to go there but allow yourself to have change in your journey as a musician. Don't be afraid of trying. You need to lose the fear of trying something because trying means you're actively engaged and you cannot be afraid of failure. Failure does one of two things. It either teaches us what we should do or it teaches us what we shouldn't do or it does both at the same time. So don't be afraid of trying. Trying is you being in it. Trying is you being engaged. Failure, you should not be afraid of either because failure is proof that you you were doing it, proof that you attempted it and it's just a momentary setback. As long as there is breath in your lungs, you can try again. Remember that. You can always try again. So long as you're alive and kicking, you can try again. Failure is not the end. It's just a momentary setback, and you should take it as a moment to reflect and rethink and retool so that you can try again. Now, the last thing I want to talk about with this is keeping an open mind. Always keep an open mind when it comes to your work, right? Because just like I said before, it's not always going to play out according to the plan. Going back to the metaphor of athletes, game plans don't always go according to plan. You can have a brilliant game plan and midway through that match or game or whatever it may be, you got to retool and reshape and try something completely new. Remember, Your ideas might change, and that's okay. What matters is that you're doing something, that you're engaged, that you're trying, that you're pushing yourself to go in and produce and do. Be open to opportunities and explore them without fear. There are times that in the middle of your plan, you're going to get a new opportunity. And if you should feel that you want to take that opportunity, then by all means, take that opportunity. Try that opportunity. Get in there the same way you did with the last thing you were doing and explore it without fear. If it comes off, great. If it doesn't, then you can say that you tried and you learned something from it. Every opportunity is going to teach you something. Always remember to take away something from the things you're doing. The last thing I want to say here with with regard to be, being open and, and keeping an open mind is be true to your dreams. Don't let your vision keep you static. Again, that goes back to that idea that you can't, you can't qualify whether you are being successful by whether or not you checked all the boxes in a particular order. Be true to your dreams and don't let your vision necessarily stay stagnate you, because sometimes we get stuck with the idea that we didn't quite create that the way that we wanted to, and and then we give it up. We become unmotivated. Don't allow that to happen to you. Remember, there is a bigger concept at work here, what you're trying to do as an artist. So always move forward without fear of your vision being the end-all to be-all. You have multiple visions. You will have multiple visions. I, again, I just said that. You're going to have opportunities. You're going to want to explore other things. Your vision might change. Allow that to happen. Go with it. Life is dynamic. So is your art. So that that basically brings me to the conclusion. That, that's what I wanted to say about getting started. And I hope it's helped you some. Right? I hope that you're getting something out of it and that it's allowing you to take that next step in your journey as a musician as an engineer as a producer whatever it may be that you do in audio so with that being said I'd like to be able to connect with you guys and answer any questions if possible Um, my life sometimes can be very hectic and busy and I'm not as available as I would like to be but you know uh, if you catch me at the right time, I just might be able to to help you out. And I definitely want to help out as many of you that have questions or concerns, or maybe I'll bring them onto the podcast and answer them there, whatever it may be. Um, and I definitely forgot to to mention how to get in contact with me or, or how to follow me if you're interested in seeing my, my own personal adventures in audio and music um, in the last podcast. So, In order to find me, here's the great thing about finding me is I am Sombra Amorath everywhere on the internet. That's me. It's always been me. It'll always be me. So in order to find me on YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, all you got to do is search up Sombra Amorath. That's S O M B E R A M A R A T H Sombra Amorath, uh, on YouTube. Uh, I do videos, demonstrations. Um, It's been a while, but I'm trying to get back to it. Um, On Instagram, I post pictures, uh, all music-related stuff, whether it's new gear or a musician I run into or something I'm trying or something I built or somewhere I went. Uh, If it it involves audio and music, it's going to be on my Instagram, and it's pretty much only that on my Instagram. Uh, on Snapchat, it's more me, me and, and my life. So you'll probably see me post stuff with my dog or if I cook something or whatever. Um, uh, if you want to follow me on Snapchat. I'm not, I'm not very prolific, but I'm there. Uh, Twitter. Uh, I started Twitter as a way to connect with with musicians and, and all that. That was the idea. And then quickly uh, I became very uh, politically charged uh, due to Uh, politicians and what they have to say on twitter so if you are someone who is um not necessarily comfortable with um very uh aggressive uh political uh discussion or or not even discussion at this point just uh seeing someone rub uh, uh failures in the face of uh the powers that be then twitter might not be the um it might not be the platform for you to engage with me, but, uh, understand that, that my beef is with the powers that be and, and not with fellow Americans. That's, that's never my issue. Um, and so by all means, I'm very approachable. If if Twitter is the platform you like to use and you got a question, shoot it to me. Um, you know, at Sombra Amrath and I'll get back to you if I can. Um, and yeah, and I, I try to post stuff like when sales come up and, uh you know whenever I'm doing something as well. So Twitter is there for you um if you want to use it thusly. Um and that's about it. So find me on my on my social media. Uh definitely want to engage with you guys. Let me know uh where you're listening from, you know, what you're up to, what your latest project is, all that good stuff. Um and Of course, it wouldn't be a podcast without some commercials, so thank you for making it to the end. Here are your commercials. As per usual, Sombre Amarath is brought to you by me, Sombre Amarath. And if you would like to uh, facilitate the creation of this podcast, if you enjoy this podcast, if you uh, are able to do so and would like to fund this podcast, remember to uh, go to my coffee and... uh, Buy me a coffee, if you will. Uh, you can find me at coffee.com forward slash somberamrath. That's k o dash f i dot c o m forward slash c sorry forward slash s o m b e r a m a r a t h. Um, and a word on that. My originally intent with uh, with coffee was uh to to make nine bucks a month. Why nine bucks a month? Because it's the nine bucks that I need so that I can pay for the uh, first tier of Podbean so that I can make this unlimited. I can post whenever I want and I don't have a time restriction on how many episodes I can make and all that good stuff. That was my main goal and any money that I made after that would go to improving the world of Sombra Amarath, particularly the podcast at first. Um, as much as doing more with what you've got is, is a great concept. Uh, being able to have gear that would allow you to do things faster and better, obviously makes things faster and better. Um, and so any excess money would have probably gone to, um, uh, improving the microphone, improving the, the interface situation so that I have something more streamlined. Um, and yeah, and that kind of stuff. But Given the unfortunate situation that we are experiencing in our world today, as of right now, if I hit the $9 goal, if you guys are so generous that um, 9 bucks comes my way plus, uh, any overflow is going to go directly to the CDC Foundation. The CDC Foundation is a nonprofit set up by Congress to fund uh, the Center for Disease Control um, their activities and their projects. Uh, and given that, unfortunately we find ourselves in a situation where the powers that be have, uh, cut funding to that very important organization and uh, them having funding would be, uh, of great importance to, um, what they can do in regards to the pandemic that we're currently in any amount of money that, um, overflows that nine dollars that I need a month is going directly to the CDC Foundation for this foreseeable future. And in the future uh I will take your input um on where else we can send some of that money so we can do some good. So there is that. Also before we get out um today's episode is brought to you by House of One Studios. House of One Studios for all your editing needs, make sure you visit us at houseofonestudios.com. That's H-O-U-S-E-O-F-O-N-E-S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot C-O-M. That's a mouthful, but House of One Studios. While uh we're in this pandemic we got plenty of time so if you got any uh audio video that you need editing any any work of that kind that you need it fast and need it done well visit our website we're more than happy to work with you and um, yeah we'll we'll treat you well and we'll get your project done right so House of one Studios brought to you uh brings you this this particular episode of the Samara Marath podcast. And that's basically it for this episode. I want to thank you for listening and um, I hope you're well. I look forward to seeing you guys on my social media and um, to delivering you a podcast number three. Thank you again and I'll see you next time. Bye everyone.